You are listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere, at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. New episodes every Monday, Thursday, wherever you get your podcast from. Sirens Hunter Podcast, sorry, I had to plug something in. <laughs> it is episode 46, 7, 7, 47, no, 46, it's 46. I always tell myself I'm going to remember, I never remember, doesn't matter, it's all good. Um, and here I am, I survived, ladies and gents, and made it back from the great white north, that country we call Canada. And as you well know, I was in Montreal last uh, Thursday through Sunday and went to the game on Saturday at the Centre Belle um, and uh, it was a good time. It was a really good time. As you could tell, I'm sure, by that last episode. By the way, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. Um, but I think it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to record it. Um, you know, I had fun listening to it and uh, I hope you did. But if you didn't, hey, I don't apologize, actually, because this is what you get, you know? You're subscribed, right? I mean, you subscribe to me, and that's me, so welcome. Hello, how have you been? Um, yeah, Montreal was a great time. It was, uh, everybody's so nice, man. Everyone's so nice. Like, it's crazy. It's actually ridiculous. And then I flew back to New York, and it's like, oh, this is a di- this is different, um, but yeah, great time, great friends, um, great food up in Montreal. I tried poutine for the first time; that was good. Um, my friends didn't like it as much, but I thought it was good. Uh, and uh, hit up the city, you know, walked around, met some uh, local people that were super friendly, uh, and you know, just did it up, man. Lost. 380 Canadian dollars at the casino. Thank you, Maxime uh, and Remy <laughs> for taking my money. Um, so, you know, it was a good time. If you ever get the chance to go to Montreal, I, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, the game Saturday was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it wasn't the best game. It was, I guess it was, just, it was, it was like fun to go to and do it. But, also, it was, I don't know, like not the best game in the world, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, team tried, team played hard for the most part. That first period was was rough, um, and, you know, it is what it is. This time of year, uh, you know, these games matter so much, and so it's really frustrating, but uh, I was, at the end of the day, happy that the team was able to manage that comeback and take that extra point because I didn't think they deserved it <laughs> at all. Um, and, man, it was so hype when that goal got in. When that goal went in, I was losing my mind, and it was so great. And I just looked around, and there was all these unhappy faces sitting down. You know you know the feeling. You're a Hurricanes fan, if you're listening to this most likely. You know the feeling. Other team scores last minute. You slump down in your chair, and you're like, kill me now. <laughs> 
and that was what I got to see. And I got to be like, whoa! And there was a uh, a box of Canes fans right behind us, too. So that was cool. We were high-fiving them. Uh, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Uh, and we got scored out in overtime. And that's just how it goes, in overtime. So we got there. That's a victory to me after the start of that game was just terrible. I mean, what are we doing out there? Uh, it's 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 been an interesting little stretch here because I thought they played really well in Colorado. Um, and, and got lots of chances, but just didn't get, um, super lucky, I guess the word would be, um, but not a bad game, not a bad game or sorry, not a bad outcome when you consider how bad the start was. Um, and Forsberg gets back to back starts in that one, uh, which I thought was interesting, but you know, Hey, he played, he played a heck of a game in, um, in Raleigh against the Avalanche, and I thought that uh, it was warranted, him getting the, the second start. I'm cool with it. And uh, it wasn't his fault, those goals. It was, I mean, one was a tap-in. Guy lost his man. I think it was Tara Vinan, actually. Maybe. I might be making that up. Somebody lost their man right in front of the net um, for an easy tap-in. And then just a couple of more breakdowns and just kind of like, hey, what are you guys planning on doing to stop these guys? Um, didn't really do anything, so uh, Montreal was allowed to get to the front of the net a lot, and Forsberg was just kind of peppered with super high danger chances early. Uh, and then Ned came in, and uh, at that point, I was just hoping that he could make it not a blowout, but the dude had a, a great game, I thought. Um, played really well in that, and uh, stopped everything but that overtime. So he did exactly what he needed to do, keep the team in it, give them a chance to come back, and that is exactly what they did. Uh, Justin Williams is super clutch. The defense scored some goals, and uh, Edmondson got the assist on the third goal as well. So it was all good things, other than the outcome. (laughs) Obviously, you want that extra point, and every point uh, matters so much this time of year, but I took it. I took it. And uh, you you think, you know, I had this... this, uh, like vision in my brain of how last weekend was going to go because of, you know, the uh, kind of drama, if you will, with the offer sheet and the offseason and all that, uh, and Montreal fans and Canes fans like going to war on the internet and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it seemed like we were going to get a lot of crap for her coming into an away arena, especially one like the Bell Center that's so, you know, well known and. Uh, such a famous arena, um, and uh, dude, everyone was so nice. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing was, uh, f- p- we were wearing our jerseys. Well, not me because I'm the idiot who left mine at home. Uh, if that, if anyone was going to do that, it was going to be me for sure. I have three jerseys hanging up in my closet, left them all at home, uh, and I was like the only one not wearing a jersey. So, <laughs> I had a Canes beanie on. That's the only way I could rep. But uh, my friends were all wearing their jerseys. And uh, we we went to the casino, of course, for like the third time probably to lose the rest of our money, what we had left. Uh, and everyone was like, oh, Carolina Hurricanes, like that's cool, except they said it with an extremely heavy French accent. Um, but it was like they were like, oh, wow, what are you doing here? Like it's weird to see uh, Hurricanes fans here because like, you know, that's a big, that's a big uh, leap up from North Carolina to Canada. And for me, Georgia to Canada right now. Um, so 
Yeah, that was cool. Like everyone was just very receptive. I think they were just like, "Oh, it's cool that you live in the in the southern United States and you like hockey. Like that's cool." Um, and honestly, most people were like, "Yeah, you guys are gonna win tonight." Like <laughs> there was no, there was no trash talking. There was no like, "Well, uh, we're gonna beat you." Tonight. You know, there was nothing. Almost everyone said, "No, you guys are gonna win tonight." Like they have so lost faith <laughs> in this season and. And just completely given up hope of the team being good until next year. Uh, that there was no, <laughs> there was no like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like animosity in the air. There was no, nothing at all. One time we walked out of a restaurant by the Bell Center, and a bunch of guys were like in the vestibule on their way out, and they all booed us on our way out. Uh, but even they even did that in a nice way. Like, <laughs> dude, people are so nice up there. Um, it was fun. It was a fun game to go to. Uh, the venue's cool. The venue. The arena. The venue. Like, it's a fucking con- I mean, I don't know. They probably do concerts there. Um, but yeah, it's a, obviously a, it's an old building, and it looks like it. <laughs> like, it looks old. Honestly, the concourse was kind of underwhelming to me. Like, it's just, it looks like an old arena. Um, the inside of the arena is, it's just huge. Like, it's big. I mean, uh, it's not much bigger than PNC, but... You can tell it's bigger. You know, it's got like 21,000 capacity. Um, so that's no joke. And they get loud. And uh, they're, I got to give it to them, man. They put on a good show. The presentation and, and everything and the, uh, you know, everything, the whole game. It, it was cool. It was uh, props to the Montreal Canadiens organization. They have obviously been around for a while and they know how to do it. And, uh, you know, the fans love it. And it was it was cool to kind of just immerse myself in a different culture for a little bit. Uh, I didn't learn much French other than what I already knew, which was not much, you know? Bonjour, merci, merci beaucoup. That's about it. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you really need. Uh, pretty much everyone speaks English. Honestly, they would just look at us and be like, do you speak English? And I'd be like, yeah, I do. Um, so that was kind of nice, the fact that they did that. There were a few times, like our driver from the air, first of all, we get there, and it's snowing, like a lot, and it, uh, it, I think it was snowing like five, six inches, which, you know, isn't a lot up there, but like it was coming down, and it was windy, and it was 30 degrees, and it was just unpleasant, <laughs> and our driver from the airport, we got an Uber, uh, and this is annoying, you know, this is annoying, there's Uber XLs, okay, and the and the thing says, like, Four to six people, which first of all, make it have a minimum, you know, don't say four to six. If I have four people, I'm calling a regular Uber. <laughs> if I have six people, I'm calling an XL. So if you drive an Uber XL and you can't fit at least five people in your car, go home. Get out of here. This guy couldn't fit us. He, well, he, okay, let me revise that. He could have fit us all, but he didn't because he put our luggage in the trunk in like a dumb, and he had like stuff in his trunk, like also, hey, if you're an Uber driver and you pick people up from the airport, empty your fucking trunk because I didn't come here with nothing, you know? Everyone's going to have luggage. And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, dude, we waited outside in the freaking snowstorm for like 15 minutes and then we realized we weren't in the right spot to wait for the Ubers because the airport just doesn't do a good job of communicating where you're supposed to go. It's like up on the second story of some random, like, looped road. And so you got to just find that for yourself, I guess. 
uh, and then this guy comes, and Sam uh, couldn't ride with us, <laughs> and we didn't like. Okay, I'm an argumentative person, right? Like, if you're an Uber and you tell me I can't fit six, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you can. Watch, I'll show you, and we'll do it. Um, but this guy spoke zero English, zero. It was all French, and I was like, I, I just looked at Sam, and I was like, I don't know how to like convince this guy otherwise <laughs> speaking a different language like I don't know enough French to have this conversation with him and he was like I'll just catch another cab so uh yeah that was fun what was my whole point with that I don't even remember it was a good time thank you Montreal um and I don't know I hope at least some of you got some sort of enjoyment out of that last episode with all the guys and thanks again to all those guys for um you know being part of that trip with me and also coming on the show, which I kind of forced them to do because we were about to go somewhere. And I said, wait, I got to do this. And we just sat in the living room and recorded. And there was a lot of background noise. And we only had, I only had two mics. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't audio engineered up to my normal uh, <laughs> standards. But I didn't really care because it was about, it was about recording the trip, you know? Like I just wanted to, I just wanted people to be able to take a take a step into the room with us, you know, be a part of this trip, uh, and it was a fun one. So that's, I guess, all I got left to say about that. Go to Canada. It's cool, um, but it's very cold. It was like 12 degrees that Friday. Uh, same, it stayed between 10, 10 and 20 degrees Fahrenheit uh, all, all day, every day we were there, and going out at night was brutal <laughs> but you know you kind of get used to it I guess just you gotta layer up man that's all there is to it but yeah it was a fun trip and um Montreal's a great city go check it out for sure uh but if you go to the casino don't sit down at a blackjack table with Maxime because he will take all of your money and laugh at you while he's doing it which is cool um all right well there's that game in the books um let's figure out some other things to talk about we've got like a little mini bye week here and uh, I've been going through withdrawals with no games to watch. It's been since Saturday, um, since the Hurricanes have played. And they play tonight against Philadelphia, uh, which is a huge game. Flyers have won seven straight. And uh, coming off a win last night against the Caps. And uh, one point, I believe, out of first place in the Metro, which is crazy. I mean, it's not if you've seen how they've been playing lately. But I think, like, picking that. I, I mean, I remember in my uh, preseason, like, episode where I kind of projected what was going to happen uh, with the standings, I said, you know, I, Philadelphia could be a playoff team, but with Philly, to me, it's just kind of like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I feel like they could have been a playoff team for years, and they just haven't been. So um, this year, they just figured it out. And a team like that going on, you know, one of these runs like this toward the end of the season, uh, that's a good time to do that, man. And I always, I always just have a feeling that a team like that is going to win the cup every year. And a lot of times they do. St. Louis did it last year. Hurricanes tried to. Um, but, you know, St. Louis was the team that did it last year. Think about the Penguins a few years ago. Same thing. They peaked right at the end of the year. We're kind of having an up and down season and then just lit it up. Um, they're doing the opposite now, it seems, this year, so we'll see what happens there. Same thing with the Caps. Um, and the rest of the Metro is just kind of middling. Like, no one's been impressive. Almost everyone but the Flyers has a losing record in their last 10. Uh, so the Hurricanes somehow find themselves 
still in a good spot to make the playoffs. But uh, it's not just about making the playoffs, man. You like I I hear all this like oh you know we just need to get three out of five wins on this next trip and you know we'll be in a good spot. Like cool, that's all well and good. Like trust me, I want to make the playoffs. I want to be a part of that. But um, the playoffs is about winning, <laughs> like winning the playoffs. And so to me, it's like if you aren't playing even close to a, if you're making the playoffs because of what you did at the beginning of the year and how you're playing right now isn't good enough to get in, you might as well not get in. Because, I mean, you're just, you're not going to go anywhere. You've got to be playing your best hockey of the season. And uh, the Hurricanes definitely aren't doing that. And they have a lot of injuries, excuse me, that are preventing that, I think. But, you know, you got to get through it. There's there's no nothing else you can do, and they've made some additions, and those additions I think have been pretty good. Um, and they're just going to have to find a way to dig down and just better starts, man, and, and better forwards need to be better on defense. I mean, it's all the things we've talked about all year, really. This team just kind of is who they are at this point to me. Um, and we'll see what we got out of them next, next uh, week or so. Big road trip coming up for sure. But the Canes... Three points out of a playoff spot with three games in hand on Columbus. Everyone keeps like uh, mentioning those games in hand, but hey, Hurricanes have had games in hand almost all year, it seems like, and still haven't managed to take advantage almost ever. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you got to win those games in hand or they're just extra games to lose. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Um, luckily, the Rangers have fallen off a little bit. It's a shame uh, they lost Chris Kreider after signing him to that uh, big extension. So, um, you know, that sucks. You never like to see a guy get hurt. How? Speaking of injuries, how about the freaking uh, Johnny Boychuk getting hit in the face with the with the skate blade, man? That was very scary. Uh, you know, it, the skate came up on him, got like under, like right on, right in the face, man, like under the shield, like um, in the eye. <laughs> I mean, that was scary. And then he just, like, grabs his face, skates right to the locker room. Like, you don't want to see that, man. That's scary. And uh, comes out now that he's okay. It got his eyelid, which, like, oh, my God. Millimeters from your eyeball. Like, can you imagine a skate blade hitting you in the eyeball, dude? Jeez, very lucky. It took 90 stitches from a plastic surgeon to, to fix it. Like, holy crap, man. That's scary. Um, freak accident, man. It's one of the risks of playing the game, but you can't really do anything about it. Like, skates are how you get around. They're sharp. Uh, it's not often that a guy, you know, goes down and his his legs come up above a player's shoulders. <laughs> so it's not like a super common risk, but, uh, yeah, it's scary when you see something like that happen, for sure. Um, let's move on here. A couple more things. To discuss before we get to some Twitter questions, um, all of the GMs met and discussed the uh, emergency backup goalie uh, rules, I guess, and and whether or not they wanted to make a change with regard to those rules. And you know, you you heard me say before that I just it, first of all, let me say this: it was an amazing story, and I don't think that anyone that is is thinking about wanting change to the situation is trying to take away the David Ayer story. Like, the, the, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Like, you can you can like seeing that and also understand that it's kind of crazy 
that uh, the Hurricanes weren't able to put a guy like George Alves in if they wanted to, and it's just some some random guy that you know is picked to do this uh, with with seemingly like no kind of strict guidelines on on who gets to be eligible for that or you know I like I I felt like there was a some things they could have done, but again we go back to this man. This is so rare that it's like it's 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 kind of not worth wasting time thinking about. Um, but I, I like I. I think that that was cool, a cool game, but if the Hurricanes lose that game, everyone right now that's saying like, "Oh, why is everybody trying to get rid of this fun thing?" Like, yeah, it was fun. It wouldn't have been fun if they lost. It wouldn't have been fun at all. <laughs> no one would have been having fun, especially not the Hurricanes and Hurricanes fans. Um, you know that would have sucked, and everyone would have been like, just blowing the league up for. Why is this the protocol? This is such a dumb rule. Like, no other league would ever do this. But it's such a weird situation because uh, there's not a lot of... I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, soccer is a similar one. Like, but even less so because the mechanics are still similar to, you know... Like, you're still running. I mean, let me tell you this. Like, skating is... I can skate, you know? (laughs) I've been doing it for a long time. I can skate well. And it's not difficult to do. Skating as a goalie or maneuvering as a goalie and like sliding post to post, I can't do that at all. So that it's like such a difference. Like in other sports, if this were to happen, like I don't know, let's go through the list here. If if it happens in football and you have no quarterbacks left, which is just like never happens because there's like a million guys on the sideline. But like, you know, a wide receiver people can throw footballs and you know, or you can also just run the ball. So like it's not it's it's definitely not the same. If a team if a team even puts in their backup quarterback, they pretty much just run the ball the rest of the game, you know, or make super easy passes that almost any player on that roster could probably make. So it's not the same at all. Like you can't do that in hockey. You can't be like, well, don't just don't shoot on us, please. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna happen. Um, in baseball, uh, you know, it's like guys aren't going to do as well as a pitcher pitching, and that's probably going to suck, but, like, they can throw a baseball well, and most guys have pitched before, you know? Pretty much everyone coming up in baseball pitches at some point. Like, you learn how to do it, kind of. Like, it doesn't mean that you're good at it, but not everyone that plays hockey plays goalie. Most people don't, (laughs) you know? I happen to for a little bit. Uh, Never on ice, though. I can't do that, man. There's no way. I'm not coordinated enough to make that happen. Um... And, you know, any other sport, like basketball, every there's no one unique position. Like, it's, you know, I get it, they're different, but anyone could play. It doesn't mean they'd be as good as that guy, but, like, it's not a different, they're not, not, they're not playing a different type of basketball in a different position. There's in a different area. Um, so, like I said, soccer, I guess, is, like, similar. Like, if you ran out of goalies, like, someone could step in, but they're obviously not going to you know, be trained as goalies, but you're, they're still just, like, running and jumping and diving. Like, they're capable of doing that if they're an athletic professional soccer player. So it's just such a such a unique situation, the, the goalie in hockey. Um, it's such a unique position. And, you know, you're not going to carry four goalies. Stupid. Completely pointless. It's basically what we do. We just, you know, two of them are amateur guys. Um, but I do think that, you know, I don't understand why a team's not allowed to to choose a guy from from their staff if they want to, you know. 
Uh, I feel like there's a, a few teams. You know, heck, even I'd rather my goalie coach get in there. You know? <laughs> even if a guy... Because, you know, some of these emergency backups, like, haven't played in a while. You know, they might see the ice sometimes, but, like, they're not p- really playing. Or they're in practices and stuff. Like, it's not the same at all. And you can't just, like, snap your fingers and get it back. So, it, it, it to me, is really crazy, the rule. But, again, it's like, a, who cares because it never happens. But I did want to say that if the Hurricanes did lose that game, like, I'm pretty sure we all assumed they were going to when Ayers went into the net. Uh, this would have been a different story. And a lot of people, especially Hurricanes fans, would have been like, this is ridiculous. Like, you never want to see a game in this way. It would just would have been a different story. Um, Hurricanes are headed down the stretch here, and Sammy Votnin is still out. And uh, I wanted to kind of talk about him and kind of expectations. To me at this point, it, it seems like uh, his injury might be a little more chronically affecting him than maybe was understood at first, you know? I know they said early March, but, like, uh, he hasn't really skated. I mean, like, he has. He's he's put skates on and gone on the ice, but he hasn't been comfortable at all. So it's like, once he starts to get comfortable, then he's just, like, you know, play, you, you're going to play him in games immediately? Like, he's got he's to gotta get up to speed again, just like any other injured player. Um, so... I just have a feeling like don't expect a ton from Vatanen, you know. I don't think he's going to be able to uh, play up to his full skill set for weeks. So, you know, the first few weeks when this guy does get back in games, I just don't think he's going to be a huge, impactful player. Um, And I don't know what to expect from him anymore. But, you know, he'll help. I think that. Like, I, I don't think he'll be the worst defenseman out of seven when he gets healthy. Which is an interesting point, I guess, is who who comes out. Um, Vatanen, of course, a right-handed defenseman, which is great. Obviously, Slavin's in. Obviously, Shea is in. Obviously, um, I don't know, maybe we're at the end of the obviously's. <laughs> right? With Pesci out. Um, you have Edmondson. You have Flurry, You have Te- Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Jake Gardner and Sammy Vatanen. So... If Vatanen's in, then there's three. Um, I, I don't. I don't think you take out Hayden Flurry. He's been playing really well. Uh, I think it's clear that the coach is uh, trusting him more. So I think he stays in. Um, so there's four. Now you're down to Edmondson, Van Riemsdyk, Gardner. Um, and you know, I had thought that Jake Gardner had been playing significantly better. Uh, and again, we've had this conversation a lot. I think it had a lot to do with playing with Brett Pesci. I think he brings that out in everyone. It's the reason why Justin Falk had such a great year last year as well. seems like whoever you put with Pesci just becomes such a better player. Um, so I like that. I liked his game. I thought that he was you know, starting to turn into the player that Carolina needed him to be. And Pesci goes out, and now it seems he's regressed a little bit, which I guess is expected. Uh, he's just slow, you know. And the same thing with Edmondson. Uh, you know, Edmondson was really good against Montreal. Uh, that goal he had from the point was like, obviously, you know, fantastic screen because Lindgren never saw it, but it was a snapper, man. I mean, that thing had some heat on it and top corner. I mean, it was a really good shot from that far away from the net. Um, so, you know, 
he's he's had his moments, but uh, he's also had some games like against Dallas where he just looks lost. And same thing, too slow. So, you know, they've been throwing uh, Gardner and Edmondson out there together, and I just I dislike that <laughs> because Ed, those are two guys that can't catch up if they get beat. So, God forbid, both of them get beat at the blue line, and you could be talking about a two or three on O. Uh, it's just, it doesn't work. So, uh, I think you got to mix and match those guys. So, I guess it's more like, who do you trust to play in the top four? Uh, you know, if, if Shea's going to play with Slavin, um, is it Flurry or Gardner that you're putting with, the, like, a Votnin? Um, and I think right now it's probably Hayden Flurry. And then you're left with either Edmondson, TVR, or Gardner TVR, um, or Edmondson and Gardner and Scratch TVR. But I think TVR hasn't been playing bad, and he's a righty. So, you know, do you want to get back to left, right, left, right, left, right? Or are you cool with still playing guys in their offside? Um, if you do play guys in their offside, I would, I guess, make it Hayden Flurry because he's done it a good amount this year, and he's he's gotten fair enough at it, so uh, I guess I would trust him. But, uh, yeah, it's a tough decision. So we'll see what the team does when that becomes a situation, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about that for at least a week or two. Um, it doesn't seem like Vatnin's... I mean, he's obviously close, but like doesn't seem super, super close. Um, so same thing with the goalies. It seems like Reimer's going to be out for a while. Um, I think that was like a chronic injury that had been troubling him that he was just kind of fighting through and like actually injured it um so you know that could be a little bit if it's like a groin thing I mean I've dealt with that my whole life and uh they take a while to heal it's just a tough it's a tough muscle to heal because you use it when you move so it's like very hard to rest it and isolate it like it's basically impossible um and you know you got to let it fully heal because even once it stops hurting uh you skate on it and it immediately like the the next day it starts hurting again so you don't want to do that because you set yourself back a few weeks so you got to be cautious with those for sure it's not worth you know bringing him back for one game to lose him for another three weeks when you could have just left him out for a week and, and had him for the rest of the year so um and Morozik, it, it seems like it's going through concussion protocol uh, I've heard mixed things on this. I've heard that he hasn't showed any symptoms, um, but hasn't felt like 100%. But I don't know exactly what the protocol is, you know. I'm not an expert on it. Um, but you, you definitely want to be careful with any sort of concussion uh, symptoms. So we'll see uh, if he's available in the next week or so. I would I would hope so. Um, and then, you know, you I don't know who you take out out of Forsberg and Ned. I think that it's these next two games or so are are theirs to kind of show. And we got a lot of back-to-backs. So, you know, they're both going to get action. They've both been fine. They haven't been great, uh, but they haven't been bad. I think Forsberg's had a slight edge. But, you know, then again, they're kind of even because uh, I feel like Ned's really good game was, excuse me, that last one against Montreal when he came in in relief of Forsberg after Forsberg got very hung out to dry, um, and Ned kind of got hung out to dry against Dallas. So, you know, it seems like they're kind of even so far. Um, and it's going to be a battle between the two of them to see who can get the most ice time after that. Uh, let's go to Twitter. We have a couple of questions. Neither of them are hockey-related, but there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so uh, let me find them here. This one's from official chat 
Ooh, Chaps Kerp. Caps Chirp Podcast. <clears throat> Follow those guys uh, at Caps Chirp. They've been on. You know them. Good guys. Fun to fun to talk shit with. Are you guys going to sweep the Penguins this year? Only accepted answer will be yes. Well, then that's the only answer I'll give you, my friend. Yes, it is. Uh, I hope we do. I really hope we do. Um, next question here comes from Locked On Hurricanes. That's our friends over there at LO underscore Hurricanes, as my other friends at Talking Sauce Pod would say, respect the underscore. Uh, their question is, Eastern North Carolina barbecue or Western North Carolina barbecue? Choose wisely. Isn't Western North Carolina barbecue the the tomato-based barbecue? Yeah, that's... No. Ew. What? I mean, to be honest with you, man, I know this is going to strike a lot of people in North Carolina uh, the wrong way, but it's okay. I'm fine saying it. North Carolina barbecue is good. Um... You know, it's it's the the vinegar based. You know, it's fine. It's good. It's good. And you know, a lot of places make really good barbecue. Uh, and the pulled pork is just is just really good. Uh, but sometimes it's a little too much vinegar for me, man. I lived in Kansas City for a few months, and I gotta tell you, man, Kansas City has the best barbecue. It's so good. North Carolina barbecue is great. Uh, but you know, between Eastern North Carolina barbecue and Western, it's not even a question, dude. If you prefer Western North Carolina barbecue to Eastern, you're a psychopath. <laughs> you need to go check yourself in somewhere. Um, oh, but you know what's even worse? is South Carolina barbecue, dude. What are you guys doing? It's, it's mustard-based? Oh, you know? I would shake hands a million times over with a Western North Carolina barbecue fan before I would even think about walking into the same room with someone who likes South Carolina barbecue. Get your life mustard-based. What is that, dude? Come on. Um, you know, people also confuse me now that we're I'm not North Carolina anymore. People just know me as from, you know, somewhere in the next few states, and they confuse me with South Carolina, which drives me nuts. Um, and, you know, I've had people while eating barbecue be like, oh, you want some mustard? And I'm like, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare confuse me. With those savages, you know, in between us. Those South Carolinians with their mustard-based nonsense. I don't do that. I do the real stuff, okay? We do it right. And Georgia Georgia doesn't know what barbecue is, dude. This, it's, it's, Georgia's like syrup-based barbecue, dude. Everything's, everything's way too sweet. Like, chill out, Georgia. Sweet tea. You get sweet tea in Georgia, it's like drinking fucking solidified. It's like liquefied rock candy is what sweet tea in Georgia is. I mean, it's it's fine, but like, ugh. And also the Bojangles here is bad. It's a shame, you know? I talk about it all the time. I'm like, oh, freaking Bojangles is so good. People are like, oh, really? And I'm like, not this one. <laughs> if you were, you know, 
if you were in the 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 true nest, the true core of Bojangles territory, um, you would see what it's really about. I went to this Bojangles here a few times when I first moved here, and I was like, it's not the same, and it's upsetting. I miss those Sunday morning Bojangles runs. Everybody here eats Popeyes, which is like whatever, but like it's not that good, you know. It's okay. Uh, real deal, North Carolina Bojangles is so much better. Anyway, talking about food. Uh, so we're definitely at the end here. Thank you guys for your questions. Uh, if you got more, send them to at SSKane's podcast on Twitter, uh, or you can use the hashtag Siren Sounder Pod, uh, anytime you want and I'll search them and see it. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, I'll be back on Monday. Let's hope for a couple of big wins. I guess we got three games before, uh, that next podcast drops. So a lot to talk about when that comes and let's hope for three big wins and I'm betting the Hurricanes are going to be back in the playoff spot by the time we speak again let's hope that's the case or I'm going to be mad later guys and girls